Hey everyone, thank you so much for tuning in today for episode number nine. We're in a conversation series called Natural Instincts. This series is all about realigning what we naturally do in times of uncertainty. From flight to fight in Jesus. Today, I am joined by Amber Gray to help us see uncertainty through a different lens. Well, here we go. This is the Uncommon Christian Podcast with Michael Hinton. Well, hey, everybody. Welcome to the episode today. I am super excited for today. Our first, very first female guest will be on the show today, Miss Amber Gray, who is a student pastor in Kentucky, Owensboro, Kentucky at Legacy Owensboro. Amber, won't you say hi to the podcast today? Hi, guys. I'm super happy to be a guest on here. So thank you, Michael, for allowing me. Yeah, we're glad to have you. So Amber and I actually went to the same college, Kentucky Wesleyan College, Go Panthers. And uh, I now I was trying to remember, Amber, I don't know if I was on my way out as you were still in or if it was the other way around. So I actually switched colleges um, the end of my sophomore year. Um, so I went to Western for the first year and a half, and then I switched to Kentucky Wesleyan for my last two and a half years. And what year did you graduate? 2010. 2010. Yeah. So I was still there. I took a hiatus. So I graduated after you. So you're, you're way ahead of me, but, uh, we, we encountered each other and I was really fascinated, uh, or not fascinated, but I thought she was a pretty cool person. And then later on, Amber wrote a blog post cause I follow her on Facebook and it was one of the most vulnerable yet compelling uh, stories I'd read in a long time. And I just knew that, Oh, someday when I get a podcast, I got to have Amber on to just share with the world your story and what God is doing in your life. Yeah. Well, Amber, tell us a little bit about yourself, who you are, what you do, and why you do it. Who am I? Man, that's a loaded question right there. Um, yes, it is. Well, <laughs> first and foremost, um, I'm a child of God. Um, I guess when people normally ask that, they want to know like the words that are associated with you. So I'm a wife, I'm a mom. And like you said earlier, um, my husband and I are the student pastors at Legacy Church. Yeah, that's awesome. And how long have you been uh, loving and leading students at Legacy Owensboro? Oh, well, just at Legacy Owensboro, I've been loving and leading students um, for about a year and a half. So just freshly awesome. in there still. Mm hmm. Now, give us just a quick, maybe minute or two, how did that all, like, how did that come about? How did me being a pastor at, yeah. like, come about? Oh, man, it's a, that's a huge question. So I actually went into college um, wanting to be a youth pastor. I actually had a female youth pastor um, in high school, and usually people are as a female, you're kind of nervous to even venture there because it's like, oh, right. no, female pastors. We don't know how people feel about that. Um, but that kind of gave me the push. And like God just kept reaffirming to me over and over again, like I just love um, to grow people and to share them Jesus. And, um, you know, 
sometimes I like to not embrace the fact or acknowledge it, but he has gifted me with words. um, And I want to use those words to impact the kingdom. And for a long time, I shied away from that because, you know, scripturally as leaders, like you're going to be held to a higher standard. And that terrifies me. And, you know, I made some mistakes in college that really led to a lot of shame. And I felt like I didn't deserve to be in that leadership role. Mm -hmm. So it took me a long time to really work through that and not only know in my head, but knowing my heart that I'm forgiven and that that is nailed to the cross. And I think once, you know, I got to that point of not only knowing in my head, but knowing in my heart that I'm forgiven and that I'm still called to do this Mm. position, then I think, you know, that gave me the chance to step forward. Actually, the first meeting I had with um, staff at that church, i just wanted to start volunteering. I was like, I don't want to lead anything. I know I'm good at loving teenagers, but I'm being obedient, even though this is terrifying me. Um, And at that point, he said, you know, like, I know you're going to be leading this one day. And here I am. I took that step of obedience. And now I'm doing what God has called me to do. Man, what a story. And she's only sharing like just bits and pieces of it. Uh, There's so much more to it. And uh, I just love, I love that that you you recognize what happened in college and and the decisions that you made we we were all there we all college was college for a lot of us trust me i have probably a similar story to you but that you didn't that you work through that and you allow god to continue to use you and that's kind of where we want to jump off today we're starting a new series called natural instincts and we're talking about how christians should respond in seasons of uncertainty um and we all hate uncertainty, literally. Like I hate anything remotely close to ambiguity. I don't like to not know what's going to happen, what's going on. Uh, we all do. And so, you know, you've been in seasons of uncertainty. Why do you think it, let me just, let's start there, Amber. Why do you think it's just so hard to live in uncertainty? Well, I think, you know, naturally as humans, we desire a sense of control. Um, even, you know, there's this thing that I learned about in counseling, actually, that's called homeostasis. And Mm -hmm. it is basically wanting our normal, whatever that normal is, whether that is a good normal or a bad normal. And people are so resistant to change. I think the stats are like 80% of resistant to change that they're willing to stay in something bad just because of the fear of the unknown. Um, You know, going into unknown, I think you have to face the fact that you're not in control. And that is Mm. very scary to myself even. I mean, I have such a bad control issue sometimes that, you know, I'm harping on my husband for how he loaded the dishwasher because I want to control where he places those dishes. Um, It's insane. Like in myself, even just the amount of control, like I try to have over my life. So I think it's just rooted in our sense of just wanting control over our life. Man, that is so good. Uh, homeostasis is a fascinating study topic. I've, I've heard of it before, and I've heard some people talk about it when it comes to getting you know people who have suffered through abuse and things like mm-hmm. that out of those situations. Yeah. But it's like because they don't know what they're going into next, they would rather just yep. stay in, in yeah. those situations. That's crazy. Yep. And and uncertain, like you said, I mean, it's just so hard to really get out of that. I, I heard this story um, about this guy, John Kavanaugh. He tells a story about when he went to seek out Mother Teresa. He was going through the season of his life where he 
just didn't know really what he wanted to do. So he sought out Mother Teresa. He goes to where she's at and they meet and she says, you know, how can I pray for you? And he says, well, can you can you pro- pray that I get clarity? And she says, well, clarity is the last thing you're clinging to and you must let go of it. And he's like, yeah. Uh, I guess. And, but he was like, but I, I want the kind of clarity you have, like, you know, exactly what God wants you to do in your life. And she like kind of chuckles and she says, I've never had clarity. What I've always had is trust. Mm -hmm. So I will pray that you trust God. So talk about Amber for us, clarity versus trust and how that has played out in your life. I love that story. Um, But for me, clarity and trust is kind of like, you know, clarity be similar to driving your car on like a perfectly clear day. Um, You know where you're going. You can see everything that's up ahead. You know, you can maybe even see your destination. You know, you're going to get to where you're going. Um, And trust, however, is driving on a dense, foggy day. You can only... Mm -hmm three feet in front of you. Um, And it's trusting that if you keep taking those three feet from what you, you know, that next step that you're going to get to where you're going and you're trusting that, you know, each three step, each three feet that you're taking while you're driving uh, is going to lead you into that destination that you're going to do. And I think, you know, my life first that I've always had is Proverbs 3, 5 through 6, which is trust in the Lord with all your heart, lean not on your own understanding, seek his will in all of your ways, and he will direct your path. I think oftentimes as Christians, we're like, God, show me my whole path. Show me, you know, what my destiny is. Um, And we get so wrapped up in wanting to know the big picture when that's not even how God operates because that, you know, we're not trusting God at that point. And when we see the beginning and the end, that's not real trust. Real trust is being like, I have no idea what you're doing, but I feel called to do this. And it's just taking that step of obedience into that direction that God is calling you to do, whether or not you know that end result. Yeah, that's good. Man, that's so good. I like the uh, analogy of driving in the fog. Um, In California, we don't have fog, so I I haven't had to do that in a long time. But I remember those days in Kentucky and in Indiana where it's like, man, you can't see but maybe a a foot in front of you and you have to just slowly take that. Yeah, just just try to stay in those lines. (laughs) Try to stay in those lines and trusting that if you you continue to do exactly what you've been doing, um, that you're going to get to where you need Mm -hmm. to go, right? Yeah. And that's so good. That's super good. Well, what what story maybe that really has stuck out to you, maybe in your own personal experience from the Bible, or maybe you've heard somewhere somebody use a a narrative or text in the scriptures that really just were like, man, this is, this is what it means to trusting. This is what it looks like to trust God in uncertainty. You know, as far as like biblical stories that I think really shows trust um, is the story of Joseph. Um, You know, Mm -hmm. he, tells his brothers like the dream that God had given him and bam, he gets thrown into a pit and then sold into slavery. And it doesn't end there. He, you know, works his way up um, as a slave. And then, you know, he gets accused of like trying to rape the wife and then he gets thrown into jail for something he didn't even do. Um, So, you know, Joseph could have very easily thrown the towel. He could have gotten bitter with God. He could have been like, you know, what is the point? Like all I keep doing when I keep trying to do the right thing is something bad happens. Um, But he kept trusting 
God. Um, and eventually, you know, what he didn't realize is those pits that he thought he he was in. I mean, he was in pits, but those were ultimately leading him to his where he was meant to be. Those were little stepping stones for where he was going to end up. Because eventually, um, for those who know how this what happens is he's in jail. He um, interprets some dreams for people who are in the king's group, I guess. And like um, that he ends up being called back to interpret a dream for the king. And then he ends up putting him in second command. And everything that he had dreamed to begin with actually happened. Um, yeah. You know, and if he hadn't um, kept pursuing God throughout even those hard steps, even those times that he think thought he was taking steps back, you know, he probably wouldn't have ended up being where he was. And instead of looking them at, you know, stepping back or these huge valleys, the valleys were actually preparing him for his ultimate destination. Um, and right. personally, um, personally, you know, probably one of the biggest times um, that I've really had to trust God is there was a time that my daughter was really sick, was in the hospital for a while. And, um, you know, she couldn't eat, she couldn't talk, she couldn't walk. Um, and they were mentioning like she had really bad low white blood cell counts. And they were mentioning words like cancer, which is like terrifying for a parent. Yeah. Um, and yep. just trusting God through that whole process because that was completely out of my hands. And it was just a reminder of how, you know, we have this false sense of control in our life. But really, it's we're not really in control, but the person who is in control, we can trust. Um, right. And for the end of that story, my daughter was miraculously healed within like four hours. It's crazy. Um, it's a crazy story. Wow. But um, yes, um, but just trusting God through that time was probably one of the biggest biggest times I had to trust. Man, that, what a story, man. I can't imagine being a parent and having those words, cancer and illness and sickness being thrown around and then just being like, okay, God, I don't have any control over this. Joseph thrown in the hole by his brothers thinking, okay, God, I don't have any control over this. And then being like, but I'm going to trust you. I don't know what's going to happen next but I'm going to trust you, right? And, this and not, only, not only did he trust, he made the best out of his circumstances, which I think is just a bigger testament to that. Yeah, no, that that's absolutely true. Okay, so to, to, to wind this down, why don't you give our listeners maybe two to three things that the uncommon Christian that you would encourage um, to, to better, like act, act, active ways to better trust God, especially during seasons of uncertainty. Okay. Um, so first thing, it sounds like the stereotypical Christian answer, but it's to pray. Um, and the reason it's a stereotypical answer is because it does work. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, the fir- our natural instincts is to rack our brain of things that we can do and we can control and like we can, you know, fix whatever situation that we're faced with uncertainty. Um, and the first thing, instead of the last thing we need to do is pray, like, it's out of my control. I guess I'm going to pray now. It needs to be the first thing that we go to. Um, you know, I think sometimes we pray like, Lord, give me peace. But, um, you know, it says that to get peace, we're not to worry about anything, but instead pray about everything. Then the peace that surpasses all understanding will guard our heart and mind. Preach, so we, preach, we got to come to him with prayer first and foremost. Um, the second thing I would say in walking through the unknown is to be able to capture your thoughts. Um, I know that sounds like, you know, 
how do I even do that? Like, I think what I think. And that is true. We do think what we think, but, you know, the Bible says we are to demolish arguments and every pretense that sets itself up against the knowledge of God, and we take captive every thought and make it obedient to Christ. It is to have the ability to, when those worries come in, like all the what-if scenarios, when you're faced with certainties, be like, nope, you know, I'm not going to think of the what-ifs and everything that could possibly go wrong. I'm just going to trust God, and I'm going to take those worries, I'm just going to give it to God and lay it at His feet. Um, so it's learning and that is hard. Like I'm still struggling to anytime a thought comes into my mind to filter it through the lens of faith and of scripture and be able to like, nope, that's not from God. So I'm not going to think about that. But I think that is such a huge thing to do when faced with the unknown. And the third thing that I would say is just to take that next step of obedience. You don't have to know the whole picture. You just have to take that step. And if you're fearing of, you know, taking the wrong step, you know what? That is okay. You can take wrong steps because our God is bigger than any wrong step and he's still going to yeah. put you in the right path. Yeah, that's good. Okay. So let me make sure we got this, man. You're encouraging us to pray, to really just, just pray about everything, right? That that's when the peace comes. So you want us to pray and then you want us to, um, take captive our thoughts. Take captive our thoughts. See, my thought, my thoughts just left there. So to pray, to take mm-hmm. captive our thoughts, man, to, to, to just say, man, these thoughts I've got to give over to the Lord. Mm-hmm. And then to take that step of obedience, to trust that God is going to do what he's going to do. And it's going to, as Paul writes in Romans, be for our good, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. Right. And I think, I, I, Amber, I think that was awesome. I think it's so hard for us. We, we, I think pray, like you said, it's the, the stereotypical answer. It's easy to do that, right? But the, the taking capture of our thoughts is harder because we, we, we run with our thoughts. We write stories yeah. with our thoughts, right? And then because we write stories, it's that, it's that much harder to take that next step of obedience. Mm-hmm. And that's that's really good. So you're listening out there, man. Amber is encouraging us to make sure we're praying that we are taking capture our thoughts and that we are taking that next step of obedience. Amber, thank you so much for joining the episode today. Happy to be here. Awesome. Awesome. Well, I want to thank you for listening today. If this was helpful for you, would you do me a favor, a big favor, and share this with others? Also, I'd love it if you would provide a positive rate and review on Apple Podcasts. Well, which will help this show reach more people. And that's what it's about. It's not about fame or popularity. This podcast is all about encouraging and inspiring every Christian to love Jesus and to live out their purpose in uncommon ways. Thanks for joining and we'll see you next week. Thank you for listening to the Uncommon Christian Podcast with Michael Hinton. For more information on today's topic, visit UncommonChristianPodcast.com.